Alright lads, how's it going? Oh god, that was uh, that was bad. <laughs> we'll start that again. Alright lads, how are you getting on? No? Yeah, alright? Are you well lads, what's going on? What's the story? It's absolutely savage. It's Tuesday morning and I'm doing this before I start my day because I'm dedicated. I'm dedicated to looking after all of you. Aren't they brilliant? Yeah. Um, so today's episode is uh, something, you know how I was saying that I think I should record one a week because I get something better out of it. Um, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, so this is the new, this is this is a segment. Um, I'm going to try and do it with other people. But dedication to myself first. It's the War of the Davids. So essentially... Famous, I've gotten eight famous Davids. We're going to do quarterfinals, um, semi-finals, and finals. So it's like the Champions League, except for Davids. Because David is the greatest name of all time, right? That'll be coming up shortly. <laughs> anyway, lads, how are you getting on out there? We're going back a phase. We're going back to level three, which is good. Which is good. I thought, I thought we were going into level, level five. I was convinced of it. I still think it'll happen. I hope it won't. I'd love it if you know we could we could get away with it. I'd love it if we could just um I'd love it if we didn't have to go into level five. Um I think it would be tough it would be tough on people, it would be tough on businesses. Even this level three is going to be tough, but look, we have to do what we have to do. Uh we don't know. <laughs> it's people I do you know what though? And like I do I do I think it's terrible that, that you know pubs and stuff now will have to will have to you know, a lot of pubs just won't be able to open. Like, 15 people outside doesn't sound like a lot of people could do it. But I do think that's desperate for somebody's business and all the rest and, and everything. But, like, it's people who are saying, like, sure, it is grand. Sure, leave them open. It's like, well, we can't really do that either. Like, you know. I don't know. In times like this, everyone everyone, everyone knows the better idea. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Um... But it's it's sad, alright. Like we were out for points of the weekend there. We went we went mad on the sauce. We went mad on the old when the old ketchup sauce. <laughs> we went mad on it. Um, and it was nice though. But it was good because it was like all times, you know. Um, we we had lovely time. We were out we went out Saturday night for a few points. Um, and then we went out yesterday. Um, not sorry Sunday. What day do I have? Sunday. We rode Sunday to watch Man United get beaten six one. Oh my god. What was up with the Premier League this weekend? So, me and my buddy are both United fans. We went out with our friend who's a Liverpool fan to watch the United Spurs game. Um, they just lost 6-1. Eric Lamella should be ashamed of himself going down like that. What an absolute disgrace. Do you know? That's exactly what's wrong with football. You know, Ali Gordeschelzer said after the game, like, you know, had Anthony Martial gone down like that, he would have had a go off him. Do you know, and it's true, like, you, I don't know, but anyway, that, that was irrelevant, by the time the match was over, that, that might as well just not have happened, I think even with 11 men, they probably would have lost 4-1 or something, because they were just shocking, Harry Maguire is, uh, he's not worth 80 million, is he, do you know, he's really not worth 80 million, um, and then Liverpool managed to get beaten, uh, 7-2, <laughs> which was really, that, that was a lot more of a shock, now, to be honest with you, Liverpool are in a lot greater position than United at the moment. They're not going to, you know, they're, 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 this isn't, 
a sign of them slipping completely off the radar. Like they're still going to be better than than United this season. But um yeah, that kinda came out of nowhere, didn't it? I don't know. Seven two. It was strange, but I've never celebrated like I I I don't like obviously, you know, Jack Grealish, the whole connection with Ireland there and stuff. Um I don't I'm not his biggest fan. Sorry if you hear that random bloody thing there. I think it's the pipe like making noise. Cause I um I I put on the heating there so I can just hear the boof every now and then and I'm like Christ. Anyway, um no, so so that's the thing with Jack Grealish is he would play quite well celebrating his goals which felt weird. Um yeah, you know what? I am I'm begrudging I was I was angry and sad. <laughs> so of course I was going to be delighted seeing that Liverpool were in a worse position than us at the time. I didn't know if next week it'll all be back to normal. Anyway, 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 anyway <laughs> I don't know what that was. Anyway, 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 anyway. Anyway, 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 good night. Anyway, 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 anyway. Okay, so basically I'm going to run this like a Champions League um, set up, right? So, introducing the eight Davids that we are going to take on each other. <laughs> it's the morning time, lads. It's hard to be very enthusiastic in the morning. Are you each right? <laughs> I'm working evenings this week, coming down off nights, so my sleeping pattern's still up the walls. Ugh. I was in bed there, I just, I don't know. I slept a bit, la- I, I, I slept grand last night, I had a good bit, you know, you keep waking though, and I was like, ugh. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> David Bowie, so, we have David Bowie versus David Schwimmer. So we have David Bowie, the absolute icon. The man from Life on Mars. Absolute legend, David Boy versus David Schwimmer, Ross from Friends. So that's going to be a good one. Well, depends what you mean by good. <laughs> you know, David Boy is the man, you know. Absolute icon, and then you got David Schwimmer. <laughs> My sandwich! <laughs> nah, David Schwimmer, he's, 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 as Homer Simpson said, he's handsome in an ugly kind of way. <laughs> Um, with David Beckham versus David Boreanaz. Is that how you say that? Boreanaz, is it? Your man from, your man from Bones. <laughs> Nobody knew. Did you ever see Bojack Horseman, right? In Bojack Horseman, there's an episode <clears throat> where Bojack goes away and Todd, um, Todd uses Bojack's house as a, um, he pretends it's David Boreanaz's house. But nobody actually knows, uh, like, can't remember exactly who David Boreanaz is either, you know? <laughs> oh, but he was your man that was in Bones, anyway, I remember that. Um, yeah, he... Yeah, he, he he was good enough. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well. John, now we'll get up the old IMDB there now, and we'll have that going. We'll have that as our old, our old assistant for stats and stuff, do you know? Now, the thing is, right... You might hear names here. You think like, oh, David Bowie would wipe the floor with this guy, you know. But actually, lads, I'm going to base it on other things as well. You know, how good he did in a certain role. It's like the Champions League. So, for example, you know, um, Real Madrid could be playing uh, Leon or someone, but Leon could knock him out, do you know. It's not a case of automatic, um, automatic, you know, results at all. There can be some shock results here. So, 
this is what we're going to do. Uh, all right. So yeah, so David Boreanaz is from New York. Uh, grew up in Philadelphia though, so it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, so actually interesting here. His father is of Italian descent and his mother is of half Slovak ancestry. At the age of seven, he decided to be an actor. Jesus, he got started early. Which eventually led him to study cinema and photography. Um, after graduating from college, David moved to Los Angeles in order to pursue a career in the movies. After some uncredited roles, he received his first important role as Kelly's boyfriend in the series Married with Children. Oh, was he in that? <laughs> with your man, your man Al Bundy. <laughs> after three seasons of playing Angel in the hit series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Great show. Good old Buffy. He received his own spin-off titled Angel 1999. I don't actually remember that show, to be honest with you. I remember Buffy, but I don't remember Angel. But, um... Yeah, Jesus, fair play to him. Now he's uh yeah, so he's a good enough actor. He's well known. He's quite well known, except probably not for who he is, you know. Because people were getting confused. They were calling him your man from Castle. What's your man from Castle called in real life? There, one second there, no. One second there, no boys and girls. Till they look at that. Um, but he was in. Uh, yep, they were they were like saying is like he was in Castle, wasn't he? And I actually had to think as well. Nathan Phil, Nathan Fillion, is it? Fillion, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's your man um, who's actually in Castle but yeah no people yeah people like they were making the joke that they didn't actually know who he was get saying it or whatever um, yeah so that's David Boreanaz he's actually he's quite a he's quite a rugged he's a ruggishly handsome guy isn't he they're kind of a different I don't know how to describe it really he's a bit Hollywood looking though alright isn't he I know for the man of the hour, every hour. So this is our first quarter final. Um, so the way I'm going to work this is I'm going to mix up the fixtures. So the way I announced them. So um, we have David Bowie versus Boreanaz. We have uh, David Beckham versus David Schwimmer. I actually read it out wrong a while ago. My apologies for that. We don't give time to edit this. <laughs> Yeah, so <clears throat> it's going to be Boy versus Boreanaz and Beckham versus Schwimmer, right? And then Letterman versus Spade and Tennant versus David Hyde Pierce. All right, so this is the way we're going to do it. So the winners of Boy versus Boreanaz will play the winners of Letterman versus Spade, and the winners of Beckham versus Schwimmer will play the winners of. David Tennant versus David Hyde Pierce. Alright. How does that sound to you? Good. Yeah, so that's the way we're going to do it, right? So anyway, David Bowie is taking his penalty kick. So David Bowie is one of the... One, probably one of the most <clears throat> influential singers of the 1980s, I'd like to think. Um, I... I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I. I do like the guy, but I never. I. I don't think I got into him as much as I would have liked to, especially when he was alive. Um. I also. I am a big fan of him. I do. I still listen to him quite a lot, but I think. I. I think he was. Um. He was somebody that I. When when he was around, I don't know. I just. I. I. I knew who he was and all, and I listened to a few of his songs, but I really only kind of appreciated him when he was gone. You know. 
you know, a lot of people were like that with musicians. I remember when I was going to school. Now, I always kind of liked Michael Jackson, but I remember when Michael Jackson died, everyone was like, oh, which is Michael Jackson's great? You know? But, yeah, he is um, an icon. Uh, do you ever see that? Did you ever see when he was on Extras and he's there and he's bullying Ricky Gervais? He's calling him Fat Little Man and everything like that. He made up a song on the spot, you know? <laughs> but I like what Ricky Ricky Gervais was on Conan's podcast recently and he was talking about that and he made a point he said that um, if he oh jeez if he ever wanted to meet uh, David Bowie he wanted David Bowie to absolutely rip into him if he was ever doing anything with him like a show or anything he wanted him to just make absolute shit of him you know yeah so that's Mr. Bowie he's um so if we put them up against each other, <clears throat> now maybe it's unfair to put a musician up against an actor, but I think David Bowie, I, 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 for me anyway, it seems like he could definitely, um, he could definitely just run away with this, you know. But if this is the thing, I don't want to make this a pure. <clears throat> that excuse me, there, my voice is gone. I don't want to make this a kind of an obvious competition either, right? So. I think, but at the same time then, I would be a lot more of a fan of Bowie. The Gene Genie. Do, do, do. Do you know? Um, he was... How do I describe it? Do you know what, actually? I think, I, one of my, I, I think, I know it's one of the most well-known songs ever, kind of. But what I love about it, I just think the two, it did both their voices such great justice is under pressure. Do you know? People on the streets, and I love that. I absolutely love the um the way that they they work together, you know. Um but it's uh so for so basically quickly like for for the uneducated listeners of which we don't have any, as I said before. Um, the guys, the likes of, uh, so Queen, so Queen did the song with David Bowie, Under Pressure, you know, I remember when he died, one thing that really, um, that hit me so when I was looking at him, what hit me so weird was, or so, you know, kind of, I was taken aback by was the fact that they showed a picture of him the day before he died, or, or sorry, two days before he died, and he looked, he looked amazing, you know? And that's why I found it so strange that he did, um, that he died so, like, he had, well, apparently had cancer for, like, a year before he died, but that he, it, it was almost sudden in a way, though, because you're looking at him and you're like, Jesus, he, he looks well, um, the first song I ever heard by David Bowie, my mother had it playing in the car, was Life on Mars, and it's an absolute cracker. It's still something that I love listening to, and it's it's timeless, I think. So, Bowie, for me, and it's only because, you know what, I'm not as much of a fan of Boreanaz, so I'm going to be a little bit biased here. Um, to be totally honest with you, I think Boreanaz... You're great. He he's great. He's a great actor. Um, he actually is fantastic in Bones, lads. You should check that show. He actually is very good in that. Um, so, but I think 
to be honest with you, for the first round here, because we got a lot of people to get through as well, I think for the first round, we're going to make sure, we're going to put um, David Bowie through to the first semi-final. So, Bowie, you will be playing the winner of David Beckham versus David Schwimmer. So that's it. David Bowie, you are through to the co semi-finals. <laughs> Can't remember where I am. Semi-finals of the War of the Davids. Sponsored by... Sponsored by this podcast. <laughs> you know what's sad when a podcast has to sponsor something? Um, so yeah, I'm up there now with Joe Rogan, lads, I'd say, am I? I think I'm, I think I'm about four places behind him on Spotify now. I think, anyway. <laughs> a good bit behind. No, that's just again there, just on a side note there. Um, and I won't be doing this every time because it's just because it's, it's surreal for me. But I've received so much support for this podcast over the last... Um, the last few days uh, since I kind of went very public with it so thanks so much for that um, we, we, you know we're all we're already doing really well on social media with it so um, thanks very much for that and thanks for your, your support and I hope it continues and I hope you enjoy it lads um, I hope to give you more content that you enjoy so David Bowie's through to the uh, semi-finals and Next thing, we have David Beckham, the absolute icon. David Beckham is my, is probably, as a Manchester United fan, one of the biggest reasons that I'm a Manchester United fan. I absolutely love Beckham. He was just, like, the, people say things about him, like he was a one-trick pony kind of deal or whatever. And I'm like, let's... He, if he was a one-trick, because someone made points, like, if he was a one-trick pony, that one trick he was quite good at, you know, scoring free kicks. But Beckham was, Beckham was a lot more than that. He was setting up goals, he was scoring goals, he was not, he was just, he was one of the best right midfielders in the world um, for his time, you know. So, no, definitely not. Definitely, um, Beckham deserves to be where he is, um, you know. Nah, he was an absolute hero, to be fair. Um, of course, aside from that as well, he scored the two goals in the Champions League. Sorry, he set up one of the goals in the Champions League final in 1999. Um, took the corners. Um, now nah, he's uh, he's an absolute um, he's an absolute king, to be honest with you. Uh, he played well on that side, and he's 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 known to everyone, you know. He's known as an absolute animal of a man. He'd be up there with Jason Momoa standards of... of, of, of oh, yes. Do you know? <laughs> Anybody's listening to this podcast now, they're like, Fries. <laughs> Your man's trying to tell us something, isn't he? No, it's it's not that. But David Beckham um, is somebody... He's like, it's like, you know, if when you see somebody with... Uh, it's like when you're younger and you see somebody who has, like, um, you know... You want them bars of chocolate that uh, that you really wanted, but you couldn't. You just didn't have the money on you at the time, or something, you know. And uh, no, not like I, if I had the money, I could look like him. <laughs> I think that would take a lot, to be honest with you. I think it would take. I think I wouldn't have time to make this podcast for you, so I'm sacrificing looking like David Beckham to make this podcast. All right, that's how nice of a person I am, and that's that's how selfless I am. If I had free time. Like I had before, I could look like David Beckham. I used to look like him before I made this show. Now I do this show and I look like him. Simple as. So you got you have to give up things, unfortunately. 
You have to give up things for your art. <laughs> oh, God. This show... I've said it before and I'll say it again. This show is completely unlistenable at the best of times. <laughs> oh, my God. And, of course, Beckham is probably... He's the manufacturer of one of the nicest smelling deodorants, um, Instinct. You know, you get that at Christmas. It just always reminds me of Christmas. I smell that at Christmas and I'm like, oh, my God. Do you know? It's, um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. It's one of those things. I remember you'd have it in school and people be like, give me that. I want some of that. Uh, here. And you thought you were after getting something really expensive. I remember I went to Scotland one time and I bought it inside in boots. Um, I think it was about, I think it was about four pounds or something. And I thought I was after, because I, you know, I was at an age, I was only about 13, 14. I was at an age where you're only starting to buy things like that for yourself anyway. And I remember I bought that and I was thinking like, oh, I'm such a, oh, you know, like I'm, I'm so bloody like proper now, you know, I'm so, I'm like, I'm so, oh, you know, like as if I was flashing like Gucci fucking something or suits or what, what is it that, that the rich people wear? Go look, look that up there and tell me, um, you know, <laughs> but I, I thought I was the coolest guy in the world doing that. Um, getting that, and I thought, you know, I was so vain, I was walking around being like, every girl in Edinburgh wants me now, you know, <laughs> 14 years of age walking around, uh, wearing a Celtic jersey walking around Edinburgh smelling like David Beckham thinking, oh, I am actually, I am so desirable right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god when you think back like and I, and I remember I it's only when I got older I realized you know now you know I started to have more like insecurities about looks and stuff but when I was about 13 14 I was I, and it was only a brief thing right but when I was that is for some reason I thought everyone would want me and I don't know why <laughs> you know and look here you should have a bit of self right like of course you should and if you think that, and if there's any 13 or 14 year old out there who thinks that, own it, go for it, right? You do. Of course. Everyone wants you. Um, but I genuinely, I don't know, I genuinely was, was very confused if somebody didn't like me. <laughs> That's arrogance right there. That is pure arrogance. You, know? you don't like me? Alright, then your funeral. <laughs> As if, like, they were losing out. I don't know. But anyway, that's off-topic, as I say. You know, I'm after getting better for not going off-topic, I think. Boy, well, he says that while going off-topic. <laughs> um, so David Beckham is one of Manchester United's all-time greatest players. He was part of the, uh, the 1999 team that won the treble. Uh, the only team in England to win the treble, just to let you all know. Do you remember when Liverpool thought they were going to win the treble? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Enjoy your treble. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing. Beckham um, was an icon. Uh, he didn't deserve the treatment he got in 1998 when he when he kicked Diego Simeone um, and got sent off for England. The abuse the English press gave him that time was something else, you know? I was one, and I remember it. <laughs> I was one years old, and I remember poor Beckham getting harassed by the media, huh? Didn't deserve it a lot, sure. He was a lovely fella. Um, now, he, you know what? He genuinely does seem like a nice character, though. Um, anytime I see him interviewed or anything, and uh, he seems down-to-earth enough, um, I would think, for the most part, uh, to be fair to him. But he's... 
I think I think he comes back. Like he he still has a lot of respect for United. Um, but they were his boyhood team. You know, obviously there was the falling out with the with Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, no, Sir Alex. No, no. I think Sir Alex Ferguson said this in his book, but I think he said this to sell, this to sell books. You know, I was his publicist, and this is what he said to me. He said, "I'm going to try and do this to sell books," and I was like, "Fair enough, fair enough." So, but he was giving out about. Um, he said something about Beckham that he said he was more, he was kind of more interested in the fame side of things than he was in football, which I don't agree with. I think David Beckham was kind of the balance, um, the balance between we'll say pl- players who were. Who were who were playing really well at top level, but also very very famous, living a celebrity lifestyle. I don't think he let that affect him too much. Um, for example, like fellas like Jesse Lingard, for example, they're very much more. I th- I think Jesse Lingard really overall. No, no, and I actually like Jesse. Right, I mean, I, defend, I actually like Jesse. I think Jesse seems like a good guy. You know, he opened up about the problems he was having at home and stuff, which is good. And I hope I hope you know things get better for him. He deserves it. He's a good guy, but. I do think that he's a bit more interested in being the Instagram guy rather than um, than being you know a great professional footballer. Which look, come here, look. I, I think I, I think he puts in a, a good enough effort every now and then, but he's just not really. He's not really top class talent. Um, I think that's it. I was so happy when he scored that goal against Leicester. Though I was just like, yes. I remember I, I actually have a voice message that I sent. Uh, I sent to my buddy. Where I was just like, Jesse fucking Lingard! Jesse fucking Lingard! Ah! <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, no, but Beckham, I think, was good at managing the um, the kind of the fame side of things versus football as well. Um, and I think the fact that Roy Keane was a big fan of him says that because Keane hates people who are more interested in, you know, a celebrity lifestyle rather than football. He, he'd eat them for breakfast. And imagine being in a dressing room with Roy Keane. You'd have to be at your, you know, you'd have to be at your most professional. I think. Um, yeah. So that's kind of that's that. I I think that's a good Lahan Beckham there, really. But even though he had that falling out with Sir Alex or whatever, he still spoke very highly of him through the years, really. And even when Sir Alex retired, he spoke very highly of him, which was a nice thing to see. Um. So that's that's David. Um, no, I'm big. I'm a big fan of Beckham. Uh, that, that's David. <laughs> There's seven other Davids in this competition, but that's David there now. We're going to go on to David now in a minute, and then David after that. And I think if we've time, we might get on to David. Um, by the way, I'm rambling on my journey, so this might be a two-parter. I think that might be a better thing to do. Would be to do a two-parter. Ooh, two parts. Um, I don't know what that was. I lo- I'm actually getting addicted to sound effects, right? I literally have to get in there because I'm I'm not at this stage yet. I'm trying to I'm trying to get a thing worked out where I can get in the soundboard here eventually, which I'm just gonna I'm probably gonna get obsessed with using sound effects then. But I love making my own ones, you know. So I love coming I love coming along to people. I did this the other day in the pub to one of the lads, and he thought it was hilarious. I just went up and I pretended to spray him, you know, with like window thing like. Actually. I'd be like a child, like I get very hyper sometimes, and I'd just be annoying, I'd be annoying herself there, just like you know, making noises like that. Like imagine a bird flying into a window, you know. <laughs> I don't condone birds flying into windows. All right, that's not funny. Do you know what? It is very. It, it for, and this might sound mean, but it actually is one of the funniest things I've ever. I, I think, like I remember. Um, when we were in school one time, we were sitting down, 
and teacher was on about something and you know we were all kind of daydreaming. I was daydreaming anyway. I, don't know, I, I think I've said it before that I can't focus. I don't need to say it. I think you can hear that I can't focus. Um, we were sitting down anyway and next thing a bird just went flying into the window and it was actually one of the funniest things. I don't know why. It's just it came out of nowhere as well, you know. I know. It must be scary being a bird though. Imagine flying around being a bird and just being like, oh class, a random hole in a wall. I'm going to fly... Through that and flattened, absolutely flattened out of it. <laughs> You're no more good after that. Um, it's okay. So this is a, this is about David's right? This isn't about birds. David, focus. You're you're the coordinator of this one. Um, okay. So Beckham uh, is up against um, Mr. David Schwimmer, and David Schwimmer. Um, played one of the best characters in a TV show. Now, I'm kind of soured against Friends, right? Um, I, I, and I don't know, and it's not, it, it's not really anything against the show. I think I kind of overindulged myself with it. Um, and I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to go into this too much, obviously, for obvious reasons, but there's a character in the show reminds me of someone I know, and it drives me up the fucking walls. So, I think, I, I think I'm a little bit soured against friends for that reason um but but it was a good show it is quite enjoyable there's some great gags in it um i think i referenced the one there last week where ross is where ross tries to kiss his cousin denise richards you know she's not denise richards doesn't play herself right because apparently i need to clarify that for people as well <laughs> denise richards so he's basically trying to kiss he, he tries to kiss his cousin because she's very you know she's really attractive she every time she takes her hair down it's just like in slow motion <laughs> Remember even remember even Phoebe was was looking at her like oh my god, um, so yeah that's that that's the thing about um, no, Friends was very good right Friends was very good and Ross was I think Ross is probably well Chandler would be my favorite right, I think out of the lads in the show I rank um, I rank Joey the worst and it's not that I don't like him but I just don't I I just think he's a bit of a one trick pony from the point that the jokes it's kind of. Oh, he's a stupid guy, but he's lovable because he's good with the ladies and he likes food. And that's kind of it, you know. And that's that's funny. It is funny because he has some funny moments. But I think overall, he's probably the most bland of the three. Um, I think the best one is Chandler, to be honest. Because Chandler is just... No, no to be honest with you, I've adopted a lot of his, his style when I'm dealing with people. And uh, it's not very nice. I was saying the other day that I'm so sarcastic with my girlfriend at this stage that it's actually gotten to a point where I'm just not a nice person anymore. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've gotten so sarcastic. Like, I can't... She'd ask me rhetorical questions, right, that I would ask myself, but I still give a sarcastic answer to... Like, you know, she'd say something like, uh, I don't know, for example, oh, why don't they make these anymore? You know, like it could be a certain type of chocolate bar or a certain type of crisp or something. And I'd just be like, oh, well, I don't know. I was fired from Tato last week before they could tell me that. As if, like, oh, shut up, you fuck, you fucking dickhead. Like, seriously, you're not serious. <laughs> but that's my level of, um, I think that's, uh, I think from the outside, that's funny to watch, you know, on a TV show scale. But dealing with it as a person isn't the nicest thing in the world, you know. <laughs> But anyway, that's a I'm going away off again. But Chandler's fantastic, right? Um, he's got do you know one of my favorite Chandler moments actually, right? And it's probably one that people don't think of straight away. But um, he's reading this book. I think it was some book Mamanica had or something. 
um, something he shouldn't have been reading anyway and she walks in and he like quickly throws it under the couch but it comes out the other side and she picks it up and she like says like you're reading this or you know announces the title of the book or whatever and he's like he just turns around and he's like there's no back on this couch <laughs> I just love that he didn't even react like oh shit he was just like there's no back on this couch um and I like I like yeah I like that but Ross himself was quite good Ross was good because he was um he was very easy to irritate kind of and I like that I I, I kind of like the fact that he used to, <laughs> he'd be angry but he'd be actually saying you know he, you know who he was quite like actually I don't know if anybody's ever made this comparison but remember Josh from Drake and Josh I think he it could be made an argument that Josh was nearly Ross when he was younger you know it's just the way the way they used to react to things, you know. Like I remember one time there was an episode of Drake and Josh where Drake um Drake was watching one of their teachers do a stand up show and it said live from New Jersey and he's like, There's a New Jersey? And he's like, Yeah, they opened it last week and you know, and I just I just think the way um you know, he's trying not to kill him. But I remember in the last episode of Friends, um remember when Ross is trying to run after Rachel through the airport and uh phoebe's bringing him there and uh he's trying to run through and she's like you idiot you can't just run through haven't you ever tried to chase someone through an airport before and he's like not since my cop show got cancelled and i just love that right because that's that's the level because I, I could be in that position where i'd be under pressure to try and do something or you know it could be something as important as that and somebody could say something like that and i would genuinely be like i'm going to kill you but i'm going to say something very funny at the same time um and I like that. I, th I think he was. I think I think Ross was a, out of the characters in the show. I think Ross and Rachel were the two that weren't the nicest. Of, I don't think they were the best of people. You know, now they weren't necessarily terribly bad or anything, but they weren't morally. They weren't the best people. You know, and I think that's um, that's what I would say about Ross that point but I love him like the sandwich one you know where he loses his mind over the sandwich and he's just like you ate my sandwich and he's like well I couldn't eat it all I actually threw it out you threw out the one good thing I had in my life <laughs> you know oh god my sandwich my sandwich and you know me and me and my friend do the we literally like make out that that's the only characteristic that Ross had that he had a sandwich that he didn't have anymore <laughs> even though there's a lot more to his character or who could forget the moment that he said the wrong name at the altar that is every man's nightmare can you imagine doing that like in all seriousness that there is no coming back from that like you are fucked if that happens to you like you know and and to be fair, can you imagine? Can you imagine getting married to? Her? Can you imagine if if your if your wife to be did that? Like, you know, <laughs> can you imagine that? Like that is that is actually probably the worst thing that could have happened in that situation because it makes you think. It's like, what are they doing? Why why did he say? You know, what? there's so many things going through. You're just yeah, and you're mortified as well. And you know what? That was funny. That was actually a very funny scene. Hey, I Ross, take the Emily, take the Rachel. Ah! Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, that was that was good. But honestly, <clears throat> if an if an if you did that to an Irish girl, you would never again come back from that. You were finished after that, right? 
That is your life over. Can you imagine going home with an Irish girl and just hearing, You fucking little shit, you fucker, you embarrass me in front of the priest! <laughs> in front of the priest! <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I think that's, um, that is an awful thing to do. Um, but it was funny. It was funny for the show. It was a TV show, so it was funny. No one cared. Because <laughs> nobody cares. Does anyone care? If nobody cares, does anyone care? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Ross versus... So, David uh, Schwimmer. So, so, also, he actually played... Um, he actually played Marvin. Is it Marvin? This is Marvin, isn't it? The, guy, the giraffe from Madagascar. One second there now, boys and girls, till I check there now. Um, but he he played the giraffe in uh, in Madagascar. Um, and I think... One second there now. Melman, sorry, Melman, my apologies. We can, we can, we can get... We, we don't edit this show because we want me to look like a clone. Because secretly, I don't like myself. <laughs> no, obviously, through this show, you can tell that I'm a, a completely self-obsessed uh, person. Um, I don't actually interact with people. I literally sit in my room all day and do bits. And that's my life. I don't need you to worry for me, because I'm alright. Billy Joel, what a man. Anyway, Melman, uh, so he played the giraffe in Madagascar. Um, Melman's a very nervous kind of giraffe. Um, so that's why... So yeah, so that's that's it anyway. So he, he played that. And then he also played... Um, he also played O.J. Simpson's lawyer um, in uh, in the show The People vs. O.J. Simpson. So... And uh, he was actually Kim Kardashian's father... Um, what was Kim Kardashian's father's name? I really should do a lot more research for this show. This show is absolutely... But you know what, though? I, I, I don't know. It is what it is, lads. Big whoop. Want to fight about it? But um, her father was the... Um, Robert Kardashian. And I was going to say Rob Kardashian and all, but I just... Uh, and I thought that wasn't good. You know what? I'm just going to go with my instinct next time. Even though I've been wrong so many times before. I'm just going to do it anyway. Because <laughs> fuck it, you know. Um, he also played Robert Kardashian in uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Which was actually quite good, I thought, to be honest. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought he did okay. Um, he kind of looked the part anyway. Which was a good thing. Um, obviously that whole O.J. Simpson thing is quite... Uh, Quite a pickle to be in. <laughs> Quite a little pickle to be in. Do you know one of the best things I've ever seen is um is, is Family Guy with OJ Simpson. You ever you ever see the OJ Simpson episode of Family Guy, no? Now it's very controversial obviously. But it, it's quite good. I think it's very clever anyway, right? But there's a scene in it where they uh they show a reenactment an opera by by the family Quahog opera group or something and it's like a um it's uh, it's basically an opera reenactment of the death uh, of the murders that O.J. Simpson did, and it's just um, it's your man. Uh, it it you know what it's 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 very silly, but it's done really well. It's uh, Ron Goldman and uh, Nicole Brown Simpson, and they're just uh, 
they're, you know, they're, they're there and it's like, I love you, Nicole, you know, like that. And next thing, O.J. Simpson walks in and uh, he's just like, I, I can't remember the whole lot now, but basically there's like lines where he's like, I'm back from filming the Dirt Naked Gun movie. And, you know, he um, he just he just takes out like a big axe and just kills one. They're throwing confetti, like red confetti out, you know, over <laughs> like that. Um I don't know. I really like it to be honest. Uh, there was there was another there was another joke in that episode as well, which I really liked was um, with Fred Goldman, Ron Goldman's uh, father, and he's just like, you know, he like gets a peace offering sent him by O.J. Simpson, and he's just like, you know, he's there like, can you imagine if we won that lawsuit, the amount of mustache cream that would have bought? Fred, no one likes the mustache. That's why we lost the case. And he's like, ridiculous. And he tries to walk out the room, but his mustache is too big and he can't get through the door. I don't know. But anyway, that we're gone completely. We're gone off <laughs> the Davids here, right? I think this will have to be a two-parter, right? So I'm going to... I might finish up um, with this one first, and then I'll do the two other quarterfinals um, later on, uh, because I didn't think I'd actually be rambling on for this long. Um, so yeah, so this, so we do it like a Champions League thing, so it'll be like, you know, one night for the quarterfinal, another night for the quarterfinal. Anyway, um, so, out of Schwimmer and Beckham, it's very tough. Obviously, my heart 100% says David Beckham, right? Beckham is one of my all-time favourite athletes, he's one of my icons growing up. Um, still somebody that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, even even when he went to PSG, and people were people were kind of having a go here, right? But he went to PSG in twenty thirteen at the age of uh, thirty seven, so it was obviously his last one. Like he only spent six months there. Uh, he retired at the end uh, at the end of the season, but he went there to PSG to, and I suppose it was more it was more of a bloody publicity thing. Of course it was, but look, it was still a big you know thing. He was still getting to move to a big club and whatnot. So he arrived in Paris and he donated all his wages that he was earning for that time, which would have been it would have been easily led uh, at least hundred and fifty grand, I suppose. And he was donating that to the children's hospital in, in Paris. And people were having a go being like, that's not much to him, so he's worth whatever. And I'm like, lads, it doesn't matter. There's plenty of people have money that don't give it to anyone, like, so really no, like if you're, if you're going to get stuck on a fella for doing the right thing... I genuinely, I genuinely thought that was one of the nicest things I've ever heard, right? Um, obviously, there's people, you know, have done better things than people with, with less... And look, but you can't do that. Like, you, are we going to knock somebody for doing the right thing, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, that will be kind of it. Beckham... See, he's, he's, he's one of my... Yeah, he's, he's, he's my icon, obviously. Um, David Schwimmer is... Uh, is Ross from Friends, so obviously he's even more, um, you know, he's, he's nearly as important in pop culture, um, you know, especially if you're not a football fan, you're probably more of a fan of David Schwimmer, which is fair enough, um, one of my favourite scenes with Ross, actually, that I forgot to mention earlier, was, uh, do you remember when him and Rachel are fighting, and she's like, oh, well, you're done, we are so over, and he's like, fine by me, I just love that, you know, I know he's um, nah, he's great. He's great. He's a great character. But that would be, um, I think I think that's yeah. It's 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 a tough one, and people might not like this. But this is the competition. Um, 
I'm going to have to go with David Beckham personally myself. Um, and I think it's because Beckham was one of Manchester United's greatest players. He was one of the greatest players for England. And I know if you're not a football fan, that doesn't mean much. But he's still an icon. He was a fashion icon. He married one of the Spice Girls. Um, they created a brand, basically. So, you know, people know them as well as they know David Schumer. Um, and the thing is, is that he also inspired a movie, Bend It Like Beckham. Now, it wasn't about him, but still, the title. Um, yeah, so I think... As much as I love you, David Trimmer, you were an icon. I'm going to have to say goodbye to you. And you are very handsome in an ugly sort of way. <laughs> but David Schwimmer, it went to penalties, it was this close, right? But you were eliminated from the competition. Um, so you will play the winners of David Tennant versus David Hyde Pierce, right? So... We have two quarterfinals. So we have two uh, legs of the quarterfinals decided. So David Bowie will play the winner of um, David Letterman and David Spade. And you, the Beckham, will play the winner of Tennant versus David Hyde-Pierce. So Beckham is true. Uh, David Beckham is true to the next quarterfinal. And he will play the winner of... I've said it already, but I'm going to say it again because I'm that repetitive. He's going to... I'm just going to try and not confuse myself either. He'll play the winner of Tennant versus David Hyde Pierce, which we might have to get to those quarterfinals in the next episode, right? Um, because I think I went on a bit long here. Um, I didn't plan it. So, well, do you know what? We might get more out of this episode than the next day. Um, I don't like to make these podcasts longer than about... When, when I'm by myself anyway, because it can get a bit repetitive or it can get a bit much... Um, I don't like to make these longer than about 50 minutes and we're coming close to that and I just don't think I would do it justice if I tried to cram in the other ones. Um, so yeah, so look lads, it could be a shocker, but Beckham for me is true. Um, he's, he, he's just the one that took the cake in the end, I think. So yeah, that's it. Mr. Beckham is on his, is on his way to the next quarterfinal. So we have Beckham, Bowie... And now we have to wait for the next two quarterfinals in the next episode. Lads, if you like this one, please do. Let's If you could please subscribe, follow me, whatever it is, you know. One of the things the young people do. Um, I'm absolutely loving doing this podcast. Uh, you're making my dream come true of being um, <laughs> of being a professional podcaster. It's because I did. I missed broadcasting. Uh, and I know this isn't exactly broadcasting, but it's, you know, it's putting yourself out there on a medium. Um through audio recording and I do and I'm loving it so thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to do this and um stay safe out there we're in level three right now I'll be back with the next part uh in the next at the latest in the next two days um might even try and get it done tomorrow um but of course you know <laughs> David's schedule's very busy <laughs> David doesn't even have time to make a show about David's um so yeah so stay safe out there anyway um we're in level three now. Make sure to... Look, we all have to look after each other, lads. I know the pubs are gone now, but let's not have massive house parties, things like that. Just just think of it. Like, look, come here. I, lads, there's nothing I'd love more than to absolutely go on a mad session with no rules involved, whatever. But it's... You're not you're not being very considerate doing that. And look, I'm just... I'm just, I'm, I'm just a humble podcaster. What can I tell you? Um, but seriously... Um, 
please do try to look out for each other. All we have is each other during this time, really. So, do your best. And as always, David loves you. <laughs> I should do the, you should do the Barney team song at the end. I love you, you love me. We're all David's family. You know, it's like the Simpsons. We're the leader's family. Anyway, lads, thanks very much. And I'll talk to you again soon. And this has been Absolutely Savage. <laughs>